Welcome to episode number 94 of Breaking Business Barriers. This is your host, Brent Duhame, along with my co-partner, co-pilot, you name it, Jared Ty, by with Ty, the real estate guru. How you doing, JT? I'm good. 94 episodes, man. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> we keep swinging, right? We, we, keep, we keep swinging with really cool people. And, and before we introduce our guest, Lorna, travel guru all over the world and she comes to us from italy but let's just thank a few of our contributors that have been on the show jw shut who is a ranch sales person he's a real real estate guy kind of like jt doc compton along with Corey stone Corey is uh he was on our show not too long ago that was that was pretty cool having Corey up along with this jt it was well Lor- lorna man no one could do a better introduction than yourself. We, we like to be able to do that. You, you've got a couple, you've got a really cool story. So let's just jump right into it. First of all, your name, two companies, one yes. in America, one international, and where we can find you on social. Okay. So I'm Lorna Holland. Uh, in America, our company is Trudy C with us. And over here in Europe, we're Waffel Trade Tours. I went to the international, the, sorry, the, International Tour Management Institute, sorry, back in 2004 and am a certified tour director. Uh, Basically, my dream was to figure out how to get paid to travel. I knew there were people doing that, but I didn't know how to do it myself. And I thought about being a stewardess, but if you put yourself back to 2004, we weren't that far behind 2001. So the airline industry had closed hiring for um, airline uh, staff in general. So I knew that that wasn't going to be a route for me. So I actually had two people who suggested ITMI to me and I said, this is it, right? I can go to school, find a job and get paid to travel. So uh, I started out in the student tour industry, which is probably the biggest sector of uh, American tourism. Um, We have, so for probably many of the people listening to this podcast, uh, if you've ever sent a fifth through 12th grader to Washington DC, New York, Boston, Philadelphia on their class trip, um, they have either been on a tour like I lead or they've run into me um, because that's what we do. So um, my first year doing this, I was just out there. I was trying to take in all the information. We didn't have smartphones yet. We didn't have GPSs on the buses. We had to learn everything out of books, carry our maps with us. We were actually carrying maps and highlighting routes and telling the drivers where to go. What are those things? What's a map? (laughs) It was great, which is why I can find myself around Washington, DC. And my first spring doing this, I wrote to everybody and I was like, I finally found my career. This is amazing because I'm the black sheep of the family and that was never going to (laughs) happen. So a friend of mine from Australia who I had actually met in Italy wrote to me and said, I'm working for a hotel in Rome and we are starting a walking tour company in Rome. We need a tour guide to do the Roman forum in English. And I said, you know what? I think I'm about that smart. So I got on an airplane and there was a room for me. There was a job for me. And my second day on the job, my friend took me around to meet the staff and there was my husband. Um, We didn't know it at the time. He did, I didn't. Um, (laughs) About eight months later, we started dating and 
we've been married for almost 14 years now. So when we got married, Dante said, I want to be able to be halfway between the US and Italy. I don't want to be trapped in one country or the other. And I said, well, then you're going to go into tourism with me. <laughs> so um, that's kind of organically how we ended up with two companies. We started out as tour guides, contracting with many of the big, started out with student and then ended up with the adult uh, tour operators as well. Taking people, like I say, Washington DC, Philadelphia, New York, Boston, but then I branched out and started doing the fall foliage tours. So Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. And then everybody was saying, why aren't you taking us to Italy? And we said, we could do that too. So. Now we do, our focus is mostly Northern Italy, which is where we live. We are in Trentino. So we're almost at the border of Austria, um, just to give you an idea how far North we are, but we're in Trentino. And uh, so Northern Italy is our focus. All of Italy is our focus. And then we also branch out to Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Croatia, the UK, Ireland, uh, and really anything in between, but those are, those are kind of our focal points so that's where we are wow so, how exciting uh my wife uh, brent mentioned that we love to travel um my wife is the one who actually makes it happen and i'm just so grateful that you know we've been able to travel um and uh you know europe is up there with just you know top of our top of our list so what a fun uh you know you, people talk about actually doing work that they, you know, love. Uh, you're about as good of an example of that as <laughs> we can find, so. We were up until 11 months ago. Right, so how is that, how is that impacted? I'm sure that's been, been really hard with the travel bans and everything. It has, it's been huge for us. And it's actually why we're in Italy right now. Hmm. Um, I know to a lot of people, it sounds gourmet. Okay, great, you're in Italy. But the right. truth is that we're, um, I'm from, Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, DC. We moved to Maryland uh, seven years ago. I don't even know, 2013, whenever that was. And um, our county in Maryland put all the kids virtual back in August through January. And now it's still continuing. As you know, it's still continuing. So uh, the schools over here were open and we have a, a five-year-old, she would have been in kindergarten over there. And we wrote to the school over here and they said, yeah, we'll accept her into school over here. And we said, okay, so we have an opportunity for her to have another language in person. It was a no brainer. So it puts us over here, but whether we're here or there, there's no work for us right now. Um, we do have a group from Dallas who's coming in May um, one of our school groups is um, this year, it's going to be the parents putting the trip together. Um, and so they're actually coming to DC in May. I'm going to fly home, take them around, um, you know, Arlington Cemetery, the Capitol, the um, Mount Vernon, Monuments, Memorials, all of the normal things that we do, assuming the Capitol. <laughs> so has your business in DC done okay? Because I, I think that more people are traveling you know, no, you're shaking your head there. <laughs> no, because even the, even the regular group travel has almost been completely stopped. Washington DC has closed the hotels, they've closed the restaurants. Wow. So unless people stay in Virginia or Maryland, they can't fully enjoy the experience. The museums have been closed and they've limited the number of people who can be together at a time. So mm -hmm. that means no groups. 
Um, but even going for private families, a lot of people have been staying home and we specialize in the student travel market over there. So with schools not being in session, teachers aren't gonna say, oh sure, let's start school in March, ask all the parents for the money. Little Johnny hasn't sat down at his desk since September, but I'm gonna take him to Washington DC. Right, right. Well, it's, it's put a hold on us for this year. But like yesterday, there was an article from Ryanair. They project that from June, July to September, they're projecting 50 to 70% of what they made last year. Wow. Um, the cruise industry is still kind of on hold because nobody quite knows which ports are going to be open. So that one's a little bit different. Um, and then with tour operators, just like we are, we're either saying, don't pay us a deposit right now. We don't want a deposit until the, the borders open. Or they're saying, go ahead and pay for your trip. And then when it can happen, you'll pick the dates, right? But you will have already paid into it or paid it off or whatever it is. So those are kind of the standby options that we have right now. So the good news is there's light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> with yeah. vaccines coming and yeah. Right. I bet you guys are excited about, you know, vaccines and, and you know, life getting back to normal. And exactly. Um, so and I bet there's also a lot of pent up demand for traveling. I uh, <laughs> Have you heard what they're calling it. They call it revenge travel. Revenge travel. Yeah. So they say like families like you that want to get out they're they're doing revenge travel and they're <laughs> booking because they weren't able to get out last year and they're so ready to go. So they, they have all those travel dollars that they normally, you know, let's say your family budget is $8,000 a year. Well, you look at it as this year you have 16,000. Let's go. There right? you go. Yeah. So, in real estate, there's a term called deferred maintenance. You've got deferred travel, deferred vacation. Yes. <laughs> so that. Can you explain to me a little bit about uh, how setting up tours, I mean, how that, what, what all elements of the trip that you help with, you know, whether that sure. comes to lodging, you know, itineraries, you know, all that good stuff. We do the whole thing. Um, we consider ourselves a full service tour operator. Uh, in, from the time that you call or email me until the time you get back on the plane to go home. Dante and I are with you the entire process. So awesome. we're the ones who answer the phone and help put your package together. You have control over your itinerary. So, you know, if I say, uh, you know, you say, okay, I have 10 days to come to Italy and I want to see Rome, Florence, Venice. Okay, fine. So I put that in and then I put in, you know, one vineyard and you say, no, no, I want to go to three. Okay, fine. So we'll change it. Or I've already been to Rome. I already did the Vatican. I want to do something more hidden. Okay, fine. So we'll change it up. So we're part of that whole planning process at the beginning. And then we book the hotels, the museums, uh, where it's necessary, the local guides, which more often is necessary in Europe over in Washington, DC. We're licensed for DC and New York to do our own tours. So we lead our own, we book it and we lead our own East Coast tours. And then over here in Europe, the regulations are a little bit different. And to be honest, I don't need to be going and memorizing 5,000 years of history. Right. <laughs> I'd rather have a local do it for me. And then you get to interact exactly. with somebody who's, you know, really passionate about Pisa or whatever we're seeing that day. Um, and then, you know, your meals, we work back and forth with the meals with some people just say, listen, I want to get off the plane and I never want to think again. I only want to take out money for my souvenirs. Fine. Then I'll plan your meals. Some people say, 
I, I want to explore. I want some time each day to be able to go out and, you know, go find my pizza or go find that pasta. For some people, that's one of the best memories of their trip. So all of that kind of comes together and basically we do the bookings for you. I love it. So if somebody wanted, if somebody said, you know what, I'm going to set up a trip, you know, we don't know exactly what the future holds, but I'm going to set up a trip for say, you know, the summer or the fall, um, you know, you're saying that they could do that And worst case scenario, if there is an issue with, you know, travel ban or something like that at that time that, that you know, uh, they, they, the, you know, the trip could be canceled. Exactly. Um, because what we're doing is we're not laying, we can take in the money. Um, we have the reservation system to take the money and then we'll put each person into a separate account. Um, so we can hold the money and be ready the moment that they tell us that the borders are open, but I'm not going to go buy an airline ticket for people not even knowing if they can get on the plane. Right. Right. Because the airlines aren't all giving back the money. Hotels aren't giving back the money. So basically you got the money out of your bank account. And then I will book it as soon as I know that I can. Well, what a fun way to kind of, uh, you know, have a plan, you know, we've all been kind of cooped up for a long time and what a, what a fun idea to say, Hey, let's book a trip, you know, and, you know, absolute worst case scenario, if we can't go, you know, around that time, we can't, but uh, you know, they say that planning a vacation is half of the fun. So. <laughs> exactly. And that's my job. Um, <laughs> I plan it for you. Um, and that's uh, another thing this year is trying to be ready with the website. So I have a degree in marketing. Dante has a degree in website design. So he does, when you go on to YouTube and um, our websites and things like that, and you look at all the graphic design, I can't do that. I didn't have anything to do with that. I did some of the writing because... English is Dante's third language, but um, as far as making it beautiful, that's all him. Um, the, but coming up with the ideas of what we're going to do, that's what's in my head. And I'm trying to think ahead. What do people want? So one of our new products, if I can, uh, is smart working holidays. We know that there are people, I'll even make you an example, Jared, that there are people who um, could work virtually from Europe you know, get some of your work done at least and not have checked out of the office entirely for 12 days. You still get that family time. You're seven hours ahead over here from home. So go play with the kids, have fun with your family during the day. You all get a family vacation together and then you kind of escape in the evening, right? Go get some of your, your office work done, but then I'm still in charge or Dante's still in charge of the family let them go out, make pizza, have some pasta, walk around the streets, hear some music, whatever it is, but it's something where we can make it work for you. So that's, a, that's one of our new products for this year. You know, you had, me, you had me at pizza. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> on, on that note, uh, when we were in Italy last, we were told that the flour, that something to do with the flour, that the way they grind the flour in Italy, that it's actually easier on your stomach um, have you ever heard anything like that? Like we were told like the process is, is different. And so um, I we, were, heard, we had a few glasses of wine leading up to that. So we were, you could have told us anything. And we I could've. haven't heard that it was the grind, although I am always looking for suggestions for my videos. So I'm going to go look that up. Um, but what I have heard is that it's the pesticides. 
Is that yeah. right? Yeah, there are a lot of uh, celiac, well, celiac is celiac, but gluten sensitivity, a lot of people who have to stay away from gluten in the States can come over to Italy and eat pizza, eat pasta, and they're all sitting there going, why can I do this? How is this happening? And a, a big thought behind it is the pesticides. But I am going to look into the grind because it gives me a subject. <laughs> pesticides and genetics. That's the that's the farmer in me. So the yeah, but I don't know that genetics. I, I don't mean to be argumentative, but genetics doesn't explain why somebody can get off of a plane in one area, and get off of a plane in another area and not be able to eat the same meal. I think it's the genetics and the plant the because wheat. they they alternate. Yeah, they alter those and <clears throat> to make more, yeah, yeah, more yeah. product. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. think that it's it's a great idea for anybody listening to this if they can you know book a trip to Italy, <laughs> you know, uh, again, more even than just Italy. Italy. I'm sorry, more than just Italy, more than just Italy, but I'm, I'm stuck on Italy right now. <laughs> we, uh, we, we went to Tuscany, uh, about a year or two ago and it was just, you know, one of the most, most breathtaking, you know, trips we've ever done. We stayed in this farmhouse and you could see this, you know, medieval village off in the distance. And I mean, it was, you know, I feel like Italy has been kind of a go-to, vac you know, vacation idea for Americans for many years. Yeah. Um, and you grow up with that thinking, oh yeah, Italy, but you actually go and you're like, okay, this is, I see why. Yeah. <laughs> I see why, you know, well, uh, it's such a popular spot. We used to, so our company name, Vafeltre, I'm from Virginia, so VA, Virginia. And Feltre is the town where Dante's Nona was from. Uh, and it's where we used to live up until about two and a half years ago. And then we moved over here to Trentino and all of a sudden, uh, like the mountains are just, it's amazing up here. Um, it's amazing over there too. But when I lead my tours and I go Rome, Florence, Tuscany, Venice, and I come back to the Dolomites, I'm like, no, 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 no. Nobody understands the difference between Tuscany and here. You have to come and see us. I promise you, I will blow your mind. Lorna, one of, one of the things that we talk about, and you mentioned it briefly uh, at the intro, breaking business barriers. Everyone's had at least one fork in the road where they have to make a decision, right? You got the big oak tree right in the middle, right in the middle, and then there's the you can go right or go left. Was there a particular fork in the road that that uh, comes top of mind to you in your career? Um, I think in coming to a fork in the road and deciding to stay where I was versus turning, I would say that COVID was that moment because we've stayed on our road. But to go back further, um, when we were working for the big tour operators, one of the bigger operators offered to have us be the inbound tour operator. So basically they collected the money, they booked the airfare, and then they gave us I don't even remember, let's say they gave us $40,000 and said, okay, you guys run the tour. And we kept telling them there wasn't enough money here. Um, so we, we booked the tour, but we, I mean, it was bare bones. It was, the, the, it really was a shame the way that this tour was run. And we kept telling them, we just need like $200 more per person. And we can just absolutely blow them away, give them the best trip to Italy they, they could ever possibly want. And they kept saying, no, no, there's no more budget here. There's no more money here. So they made us work with what we had. When the people landed, they cleared, they gave us faces. And I finally said, Dante, 
we need to have a talk with these people and find out how much they paid for their tour. And it turned out, let's go again, 40,000, because that's not even, it's not even a number that affects this tour. They had paid like 70,000. Wow. And the tour operator had told us there was no more budget. And that's when we said, wait a minute, we just put together an entire tour, right? We did all of the legwork. We know all of these places. We have all of these contacts. Why are we not doing it ourselves? And that's when we broke out and said, okay, we're going to have the U.S. and the, the European company because we have, I have a lot of knowledge in my head. <laughs> we, we have all of these ideas and all of these contacts and there was no reason for us not to be doing it ourselves. So I should say that was our big. I, f- I find that I find those things along with JT, I find those things amazing. You know, where you, where you, you know, there's a lot, a lot of us at one time worked for someone or for mm-hmm. some company. And, and then when you have the, the knowledge and the kahunas, I'll say, <laughs> to go out on your own and, and you're doing it, you're doing it tenfold. You're doing it 10 times better because you, you've got it. Yes, you have to make a living, but you're, you're doing it, you're providing dreams and, and people are getting much bigger bang for the buck. That's awesome. Congrats well, to you. Well, I have students all the thank you. I have students all the time ask me, do you enjoy your job? And I look at them straight in the face. I mean, 12, 14, 16 year old kids, I look at them in the face and I'm like, do you think I enjoy my job? And they're all like, yeah. I'm like, guys, you can't fake being this happy at your job all the time. You either like your job (laughs) or you don't like it. And when it comes to working with people, I mean, people know that you don't want to be around them and you would rather leave where you are. So I am beyond blessed to have found a sector and a career where I get to get paid to do what I want to be doing. We can tell. We can tell. There's some giddy up in that step of yours. You've uh, you've led a lot of folks, a lot of tours. Is there a particular tour or something, something occurred during a tour or just in general in life that would crack our listeners up? Um, I did have a, it, it was a three hour tour. So it makes you think of Gilligan's Island, of course. That's where, that's where um, my head went. <laughs> <laughs> and this was actually a group of adults. It was a corporate tour. So sometimes when they come to DC for conventions, uh, you know, they give them that little treat three or four hour Washington DC tour. Hi, we've just stuck you in a hotel and made you listen to us for four days, but let's let you pretend that you actually came to see the city. Uh, So I was guiding one of those tours one evening and we got to the World War II Memorial. It was dark. I had given the description. I told everybody, go take their pictures. It's beautiful. And we get back to the bus and there's a group of about eight people, just tears. They were laughing so hard. They had tears. It was just, and of course, all the rest of us start laughing, trying to figure out what was going on. One of the men had gone to take pictures by the reflecting pool, you know, the big Forrest Gump pool down by the the Lincoln Memorial. And he'd gone to take pictures. It was nighttime. He wasn't looking and bam, right into the reflecting pool. (laughs) And unfortunately, as beautiful as it is, we don't ever let the kids go in there because the ducks and geese like to use it for their facilities. And he had to stand up on the way back to the hotel. The whole bus was a stench. Um, don't go in the total in the reflecting pool in DC. So, Lorna, 
that was a hilarious story. And I, I've got a, a quick quote for you here about traveling. And then I wanted to ask you again to remind us what all areas uh, you do tours in, especially for our guests. Uh, so the quote is, uh, says, traveling is the ruin of all happiness. There's no looking at a building after seeing Italy. <laughs> so just causes you to kind of look at things a different way. And uh, how fun is that? But can you remind us again, uh, what all areas you can help with tours in? Yeah, so in America, again, our, our major focus is Washington DC, Philadelphia, New York, Boston, fall foliage going up into New England. Um, also, as far as Virginia is concerned, you know, we have Williamsburg, Charlottesville, if you wanna go to Monticello and also going up to Gettysburg. So that kind of gives you that little package, like Italy shaped package there <laughs> in the US. Um, and then coming over here to Europe, Obviously being in Italy, Italy is our biggest focus, uh, but we also do Austria, Germany, Croatia, Slovenia. So you can see the cities, see the mountains, go over to the beach, uh, do it all uh, within 10 to 12 days. And then also the, the UK. So we have UK, Scotland, Ireland. Uh, we have a great Irish tour that we've put together. So that's, that's our major focus. Oh, and we will go other places as well. That is so much fun. We did Croatia a few years back and it was just breathtaking. We were surprised that we don't hear about Croatia more than we That's do. actually where we buy our olive oil and our wine, even though we live in Italy. Is that right? Wow. Well, they filmed the, uh, the new Mamma Mia movie, the sequel in Croatia, yeah. even though it was supposed to take place in the Greek islands. So that, that's an indicator of how pretty it is. Yes, it's phenomenal. Lorna, I'm ready to go. I, I've yep. got this revenge travel thing ready, ready to go. <laughs> Tell your wife to get her passport and come on over. We got, we got those bad boys. Everyone in no, her Italian one. Oh yeah, yeah, true. If right? she, she had the Italian passport. She could come over now. <laughs> well, this has been this has been a pleasure, Lorna. And why don't we remind everyone again where they can find sure. you and your business online? So for uh, America, uh, Tour DC with us, all one word, tourdcwithus.com. And for over here in Italy, it's VA, V-A, like Virginia, Feltre, F-E-L-T-R-E, so vafeltre.com. Uh, and we also have YouTube. You can search our YouTube channel, vafeltre. Dante's been working revamping everything so you'll notice that there's uh if you subscribe you'll see that weekly we're having new content coming through i am going to go look at what's going on with the grind on the wheat right now um so that's the kind of content you'll find as well as drone footage and places that we go here so it gives you a little bit more visual instead of just reading the itineraries um and on facebook we're northern italy tours on facebook or tour dc with us on facebook and instagram and something else. I think he opened up TikTok and I don't know it. It's all right. And you know, maybe, maybe at some point you'll, you'll love what you do, man. Yeah. You love what you do. That's, yeah. that, that's pretty neat. All right. Last question before we go and we'll, we'll step aside here in just a second. Your personal favorite place to visit. Where I am. <laughs> I knew I thought you were going to say that JT. I saw, I saw you doing kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so for Washington, DC, um, my favorite place is Arlington Cemetery or the Monu Monuments and Memorials. I think I figured out that my favorite is anything that's outside. Um, when I do my Rome, Florence, Venice, uh, of course, who doesn't love sitting in a vineyard in Tuscany looking out over everything? Um, but I think uh, one of my favorite places is in Venice. We have some friends who own a little, a little bar and they, they serve appetizers. It's a famous thing to do in Venice. And just sitting there and watching the sunset over that section of the canal where there are no tourists and just looking at the buildings, it's one of my favorite places here. Um, and then, as I said to Jared, coming up here to the Dolomites, seeing the Dolomites in all of their glory, I've really come to become uh, to be a mountain person. I always thought I was a water person, but I love my mountains. Wow, you painted a, an incredible picture. Hey, JT, we we need to go uh, no, to fine. DFW Airport right now, and and we'll just <laughs> we'll we'll take a trip. Well, with that, this is Brent Duham and, and Jared Ty on Breaking Business Barriers. This has been fun. You, you just painted a really beautiful picture. Thank you. Why we should be traveling when all this stuff releases, we're gone. Exactly. We're, we're all well, gonna I mean, if you will, have me back when the when the borders do open up, and you know, we can talk again when we know right away it's a possibility for everybody. We would love to see you all over here. Darn, darn, tootin'. All right. It's been it's been a pleasure, and uh, thank, thank you, you so much. thank you as much. And as always, it's uh, onward and upward. Exactly. Take care, All everyone. Right. Thank Thanks, you. Guys.